What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Self-Love Monologues, an ongoing podcast series aimed at studying the different expressions of individual love. Basically, what I'm going to be doing is each week I'll be presenting a unique perspective on the topic of self-love, particularly that painful journey that it takes to get there, because that's exactly what it is. It is a harrowing, mind-fucking journey that involves a lot of pain. All the participants in this podcast have taken a huge leap of faith by making the conscious decision to be vulnerable. Hopefully, their stories will help you remember that your life is a hundred fucking percent yours, which means you're entitled to love yourself completely and unconditionally without having to ask anyone for permission. So let's get into it. Say whatever. It's time for some self-love. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't. I can't. I have to go with this. I have to go with this one. No, we have to start. Like this is a good intro. I'm sorry, but we're just this is it. We're in. Like I'm I'm not stopping this till like you started it off. Wow, yes. We're recording, we're live. You gave me an wow. intro, okay? So I was like, there's no way, like, there's no way I'm going to cut out of this and you then come back. You don't pay me for my work. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Everything is all good. We're already live. So, well, thank you so much for bringing me to your humble home here at University of Calgary. Well, thanks for, thanks for having me. Being yeah. part of this, I'm so excited. Yeah, we'll introduce yourself to the listeners and, you know, uh, let them know. <laughs> I always hate introducing myself. Um... <clears throat> My name is Tola, mm. uh, Tola mm-hmm. for long, I guess. Um, I am Nigerian. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in South Africa. Um, I came to Calgary like f- almost five years ago now, and I go to school at the University of Calgary. Mm-hmm. I'm a kinesiology major, which mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. And I write poetry sometimes. Yes, you do. And you slay. You slay. Oh, my gosh. You slay. No, shut up. You are amazing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let these people know. (laughs) Um, My my performance name, I go by a lot of poetry. Mm -hmm. Um, So, basically, the way that kind of came about was my name, Tala, is T-O-L-A. Yeah. And when I was little, I found out that backwards it spells a lot. Not correctly. Mm-hmm. But it does. Mm-hmm. And then I write a lot. So it's like a lot of poetry. <laughs> it just kind of worked out. <laughs> oh my God. So I did Tola. I did Tola. Is that, you, that's how you say it. I did Tola. I mean, if you're going to put like, you know, like the Niger finesse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then it would be. Adetola. Adetola? Yeah. Okay. So, what does that mean? Uh, that means the crown is equal to wealth. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. That's that's Thank beautiful. You. I Thanks, Mama that. Dad. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That, like, I like that. I like that. Thank you. I love African names like that. Know. You know, they always put so much thought into it. I know. Like a lot of thought. So much. <laughs> like, no offense, obviously, like any um, Eurocentric names, but like, mm-hmm. you just Mike. Shade. I mean, like, like, no shade. No shade. I mean, like, like, like stuff like, like Michael, you know, like the angel Michael. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, just Mike. <laughs> you're just, you're just Mike. Like, <laughs> you're Sarah. No, like honestly, not you kill like no me. shade. Honestly, no shade. But like, <laughs> when I think of like, like, like my name, like 
your name or like my siblings' names or even my parents' names. Mm. It's like the way they sound and when you find out the meaning, you're just like, yeah, wow, yeah. Like it almost seems like your name is like so much more important. Like it just like it. It almost is like it's be- your name's almost beyond you. Like your name is almost like a different like dimension to you. It's like yes. something it's like all the things that you could be, so much promise. Yes. Yes. Know, so much potential. Yes. Like the crown is you go to wealth. Like yes. I feel like yes. a boss ass bitch. I feel like a yes. queen. Yes. Yes. I love and need money. So Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's as you were saying that, the one word that was coming to mind, it feels like a calling. Yeah. It's a calling. Like yes. my name Maruba means flowers yeah it's like a calling i have you know blooming and you, you know, know so, it's, yeah, <laughs> so i get it i get it no absolutely no i completely agree i agree i agree so nigeria like you're born in nigeria and then raised in no, south africa born and raised in south africa born and raised in south africa how was that like in, like tell me about that a little bit i love south africa with my whole heart mm. and soul mm-hmm. it is like it's when i think of south africa i just think of like I think of life, I think mm. of happiness. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, South Africa is a place with, like, a lot of trauma. And, like, right. I mean, like currently, a lot of trauma. Yeah. The, the government, the systems, the mm-hmm. businesses, the land. <laughs> the land issue. Mm. Um, but it's just, like, when I... Because I haven't been back in, like, almost five years. So, like, when I think of... When I just even think of myself on the plane, on the way back, like landing at our airport yeah like it almost makes me cry just like mm. being like in the air mm. just it's like it's a great time like people are so like genuine obviously like no one's perfect but i've never had the kind of confrontations even with like like it doesn't even matter if like if they're black or white or whatever i've never had the kind of confrontations in south africa that i've had here and i lived in south africa for like 21 years so like but mm, I'm like wow. So years. so when I came here, like the people are just way way different in the way that they relate and communicate to other people, and I think like sometimes it's like rubbed off on me a little bit because I like I'm usually like the person I'm like okay if there's an issue, we don't we gotta get through it, get it over with. I don't like confrontation, but I'll like back home like you do it like it's in your face. Yes. No one's hiding <laughs> anything from yeah. you. Nobody. So if yeah. you know there's an issue, there's an issue. Yeah. But then here I've had so many like. Un, like I've been like, well, what's that word when you blindsided? I've been yes, blindsided yes, yes. by so many conflicts. I'm like, where is this even coming from? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, everything's okay, everything's fine, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, and so that like also like added to like my anxiety, like my social anxiety, because like I never know what anyone's thinking. Mm-hmm. I never know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. I never know if what I'm doing is okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like I just, yeah. I've been like a lot more. I've become a lot more like secluded into myself because right. i don't know who i can talk to like all my most of my friends are like international students yeah like non-white students like not, it literally just ended up that way because those are people that i feel like i can openly talk to i wasn't like targeting them because they were people of color just like they're just way easier to talk to yeah they're just that's just i guess culture it's yeah great. Wow, 21 years, 21 years. Yeah. 21 years. That's what, Which part of South Africa were you living? Uh, so I lived in Pretoria. So mm-hmm. it's like the middle, it's like really like kind of central um, in a province called Gauteng. So it's mm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's just, we also have provinces like Canada, yeah. which I think is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Gauteng, Pretoria. Mm. Wow. So um, Tola, I'm just going to get right into it here and uh, ask you the question. 
um, would you say, what age you, well, how old are you right now? Like you're 24. 24. Um, would you say that you're at a place of self-love in your life right now at, the, at age 24? Um, <clears throat> I would say, I would say that I'm definitely in a place of more self-love than I've been in the past. Right. Definitely. Not just because of like, not just because of like the place I am or like the people, but just like being independent. Like mm. obviously like back home, like it was great. It was amazing. But obviously I was still like trying to find myself yeah. and who I am. And then I had to move to a different continent, different people, different culture. So mm -hmm. I literally had to start all over again. Mm. So that was like not okay. <laughs> I was not okay. What happened with that? Like it was, it was horrible. Right. It was very, very bad, especially because I was here by myself. So it's like I came with my mom and my brother, but my mom and my brother in, were in Regina. Yeah. So my brother goes to the University of Regina, and then I was the only one here because mm -hmm. my sister was still in high school. Yeah. So I was literally by myself. Right. I had absolutely nobody. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow. This is great. <laughs> so not only have I left my home and the person I was describing myself to be, mm -hmm. especially because I just started getting into poetry. I think before I moved to Canada, mm -hmm. I had done two open mics. Two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. So like my first one and then like my second one. And I was just like trying to find myself, being mm -hmm. exposing, mm -hmm. putting like my poetry out there that no one had ever heard before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I had to like literally shift gears to like mm -hmm. the beginning. So that was also like a little frustrating because mm -hmm. it's like I was on this way to like growth. Right. And then I had to start over from scratch, which was not good. Yeah. So obviously, you know, you try to fit in, you try to make friends. Mm -hmm. But then again, at this point, you don't know how to act around people. So obviously you're just yourself. Yeah. But then you start to see like the things that you can say, the things that you can do, the things that you can't do. The customs. And, and you're just like, wow, I really cannot be open. Mm. at all mm -hmm. so it was yeah it was especially it was funny because in our in my residence building there was one other black girl yeah. on my floor from zimbabwe yeah and we just happened to be roommates mm -hmm. and when and then when both of us like saw each other the first time we were like oh of course they put us in the same room <laughs> like, like, let's get the africans to <laughs> it's so confusing <laughs> i was like what is happening <laughs> So that was weird. Yeah. Number one. So obviously, like, I am like best friends with my roommate, like, still like today. Like, yeah. She's like one of the people that I just like love so much in this whole world. Right. Not not just because, not because she's black, but because we have like conversations that are like so genuine, mm -hmm. and like I can be one hundred percent myself with her. Like That's I've tried so to be one hundred percent myself with other people, and yeah. it just did not. Mm -hmm. work at all you know mm -hmm. she respects my boundaries she respects my space I respect mm -hmm. her space I respect that she's busy she respects that I'm busy mm -hmm. and she's just like understanding in like, so many ways and I was just like wow you mm -hmm. are amazing so I don't think I could have made it without in my first year without her mm -hmm. that would have been not a not a great time <laughs> mm -hmm. so you, you were talking about like being 100% yourself among yes. people was that the biggest struggle when you were trying when you're having I guess it's a culture shock you'd yes. call it like a yes. big, and I wish I relate to it sucks yes <laughs> so was that the right. big big elephant in the room like what the fuck who am i supposed to be around yeah. these people am i supposed to sound more canadian mm. like, what like was that what it was or yeah it was a lot of it it might like sound dumb but a lot of it was just talking mm. like obviously when i first 
uh, came here, mm -hmm. I have or I had or I still have an accent. So I was yes. like, so I was yes. like, okay. So it was just people just like being like, huh, huh, what, huh? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, God, like I don't want to say water. Okay, it's mm -hmm. water. Yes, like, yes. I don't, I don't want to say can't. <laughs> yeah. Like that, like that inflection is so unnatural to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would say, you know, I can't do this. You yeah. know, and yeah. then like so even just like small things like that just having to like change myself so other people can understand me yeah instead of other people trying to like i mean me trying to understand other people instead of them trying to understand me but yeah. obviously like i'm the minority here yeah especially like going from being the majority to coming to being a minority yeah yeah and i was just like this is this is such a strange feeling mm. and like i could walk around campus and count the amount of black people i saw on one day Especially it'll be Calgary. like three four mm -hmm. i'm like what is happening yeah you know yeah. it's like i know we're here <laughs> 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 i see everyone talking about migrating going overseas yeah. going yeah. abroad yeah yeah <laughs> and you know where they are yeah <laughs> wait wait wait, wait. So i didn't notice that i moved to like the most country <laughs> province in canada oh my god that i did not know <laughs> god all. so i was like i was also just trying to adapt to being like alone also in that sense so it's like yeah. now you're alone because you don't have your friends or family you're alone because there's no other people that look like you and already there wasn't people that looked like you already because you know we're not on the tv we're not on the we're not on the commercials we're like it was just Ooh, like yeah this is such a weird phenomenon yeah. and i feel like even back home even though like the white people are the minority mm -hmm. they have so much of the power yeah so i feel like it doesn't matter because they're always like you know they'll group together yeah but even back home like the people the people that aren't black everyone is still because everyone's been so ingrained in the culture like everyone understands like you know racism you know so obviously there'll be issues and like different opinion about white privilege and stuff like that. But there's a way more, there's a way higher amount of white people back home that understand white privilege because it's it's around them all the time. They yeah. know that they're minority. And yeah. they know that they own most of the businesses, most of the land, most of the yeah. infrastructure. Like they know. Yeah. So it's not something they can deny. Yeah. But then like here in a place like Canada, which is supposed to be like a land of immigration, a land of intersectionality. Yeah. Like they just like, it's like there's a veil of this is a great place there's no issues mm -hmm. racism is not a thing white privilege is not a mm -hmm. thing but it is it is so there's a lot of more denial in this in this rainbow first world country yeah. that's got this Absolutely. wonderful veil everything's okay yeah i mean i feel like people got like a real kick in the face when trudeau had the blackface we're like hey also <laughs> <laughs> like we know <laughs> Like it's, like it's not over. You know, like we weren't we weren't shocked. <laughs> yeah, we're just like. I feel like, like every every white guy in his thirties now had that vase. So. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh so, my! Thank you yeah. for really throwing that out and educating people and, and making them understand. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, because it's it's a hard conversation to have sometimes, um, especially yeah. he, he, here in Calgary, because mm. you be talking to somebody who was white and then. They'd be like, wait, but like things have changed, right? I'm like, no, like, no, like, it's so under it's, the surface. Yes, yes, and it's it chilling is. at the bottom, just waiting for the opportunity to Bubbling. just like, be like, yeah. hey, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? I'm here. Which is what happened in the States. <laughs> they just needed a face for it, and exactly. Trump came and, and like, he enabled it. 
and all those people. Yeah. He enabled all the hatred to just come to the surface. It wasn't yeah. just, it wasn't, it didn't just suddenly pop out. No, no, it was already it was waiting. <laughs> it just they were waiting for somebody to validate yes. all their things. Like, yes. You know, I have freedom of speech. I'm a, you know, yeah, you know, white power. <laughs> you know? Right? Literally. Like, wait. <laughs> what? Like, wait, what? Is this... No, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But honestly, like back to what I'm talking about, it was yeah. it was hard to assimilate in so many ways. Yeah, and I did. I refused. I tried so hard to not, especially number one, make my let my accent change. Obviously, it has changed. Mm-hmm. What am I gonna do about it? Yeah, but yeah. it it makes me so sad sometimes when I hear myself speak. Mm. I always try to almost like correct myself to go back to the way I used to speak. Ooh, yeah. That, that's like a thing that I'm constantly doing all the time. Yeah. And I hate it so much. Yeah. Like, it just, it just, and then when I talk to my friends on the phone, I hear the way they speak. And then it's another thing that makes me want to cry because it's like, they sound different to me now. And I don't know. Yeah. Like that. that makes yeah. me sad. <sighs> did you consciously do any, um, uh, like, did you even like, when you're trying to assimilate and hearing how people are talked, were you I know I know you're talking about how certain words like can't or can't mm-hmm. you were just like I can't do that mm-hmm. but did you purposely try to practice to sound more Canadian or like was that a thing that you consciously did or it just it like it just happened naturally that transition of like it was more like like I would I would try like I would be like I know it's like I know their accents I feel like obviously um people in Africa know more about Western countries than they know about us. Mm-hmm. So obviously our TV is in American accents, in Canadian accents, mm. and in British accents. Like, yeah. I did drama. Like, like I can pick up on accents really quickly. Yeah. So it, did, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard for me to, to change the way I speak for them to understand better. Mm-hmm. But if they were to try and talk how I talk, well, firstly, they would go to British first and then Australian mm-hmm. a bit. So, I mean, it wasn't hard for me to, like... But, obviously, in the end, just became, like, a habit. I was like, yeah. this is... So, yeah. I mean, sometimes, like, I can hear myself, and I'm like, okay, I still sound like the way I sound. <laughs> and then other times, I hear myself say, can't. <laughs> and I cannot. <laughs> Do your parents bring bring it out for you, out of you, though? Like, if you're... What if you... Like, if they called you right now, that... Oh, yeah, no, yeah, because... Like, because y'all, like... It comes out. My mom and my dad, like, they have... Their accents are thick. Right? Yeah. They're like Nigerians. Yeah. So, like, their accents, they just never disappear. So, yeah. like, when I talk to my parents, like, my, like, my Niger. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, like, just, <laughs> So, this is shocked me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, it's still in here. Yeah. It's still yeah, in exactly. here. Right? Yeah, exactly. Or even just, like, around, like, some of my friends who are, like, Nigerian or even just African. Like, it comes out. It just, mm. it, it just... They, they drag it out of you. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, before even saying anything, when you see that call ID, it's like, <laughs> Exactly. Like, something within you just, like, yeah, yeah. manifests. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, you're just at home. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So I get it. So, that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Nice. Which means it's not gone, right? Yeah, it's not it's, gone. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So, it sounds to me, I know you mentioned earlier in the beginning, the self-love is independence you mm. create self-love with independence but yes. from the conversation that we've had thus far you're painting a picture that preservation the preservation of your heritage is a big part of that it's part yeah. of like how you articulate how you love yourself right yes so um let's just trace back to how you even got to i mean obviously when you were back home in south africa it was easier to be um 
to be patriotic about mm. your culture because you're surrounded yes. by like you know people mm. that are like you and stuff mm. like that but what personal things did you have to go through yourself to really come to a place of like owning it to be like okay i'm african and you know this mm. is what i represent and mm. what was that like in the 21 years that you were in south africa <laughs> mm. so just like when did i just have like that pride yeah like how did you like to come to that pride of like really just owning it this is my heritage and you know, I'll I love think, myself for it. Yeah, I think <coughs> probably around, I would say probably around high school because mm. the I grew up, I went to like a preschool yeah. where, you know, it was like fresh out of a party kind of vibe. So it was like a lot of Afrikaans, a lot of like white yeah. people. So I grew up a lot around like a lot of white people. Yeah. No, not because there was many of them, but because there weren't as many spaces that we integrated. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Um, I grew up speaking a lot of Afrikaans, which is like the kind of like immigrant Dutch kind of vibe that emerged from colonization. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then when I was in grade, z- grade north, so like grade zero, so I guess, I don't know what they would call it here. I don't mm-hmm. know what they call it here. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So they, there was a time when we had grandparents there and then we had to draw a picture of our grandparents mm-hmm. to give to our grandparents that would come. So mm-hmm. obviously my grandparents are in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I did not have that really concept, like my grandparents are not here, kind of like they're not going to show up. Yeah. So in my mind I thought, if I draw a picture for my grandparents, they'll come, like they'll show up, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I drew a picture of my grandparents and obviously I didn't know what they looked like. Mm. But it didn't occur to me that they weren't white. Mm. So I drew a picture of this old white couple wow. with blue eyes, that 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 peach that peach color. <laughs> that oh my god! Color colors, yeah. yeah. Like white hair, glasses. They look like that. You know that kind of old farm couple, like in that classic kind of painting where like. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think we're thinking the yeah, same picture too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like they're cute and smiley, and I was like, and yeah. so it's grandparents' day. Everyone's grandparents are like coming. Yeah. And I'm here, you know, sitting there with my picture, mm-hmm. and. My grandparents are not coming mm. and then i look around i see like everyone's grandparents that are like coming that look like them especially like the the ones because even the the south african kids were like south african with their families like here because they're yeah. like native south african yeah but obviously their grandparents are here as well yeah so then i like saw it was like it was literally that exact moment when i saw the grandparents and grandchildren that i was like these grandparents don't look like those grandparents mm. and then i was like that means my grandparents don't look like my picture Wow. So I was like, wow. And I'm like six at this point. Right. So I was like, okay. So ever since then, Grandparents Day, because it happens every year, I did not draw a picture of my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I was like, they're not coming. So why should I draw a picture? Mm-hmm. So then it was when I finally met my grandparents when I was like 12, because mm-hmm. they came. And I was like, wow. You know, it was, mm-hmm. like a, it was like a weird feeling of like these people... Or like part of like my I don't want to call them ancestors because they're still alive, <laughs> but like <laughs> um, descendants. Yeah, type of thing. yeah, you know, like I came from these people. Yeah, you know, and my grandfather, rest his soul, because um, so now I only have my my mom's mom. So mm-hmm. my mom's dad passed away. My both my dad's dad's parents passed away, but I got to meet my dad's dad before he passed away. Mm-hmm. So then yeah, he did not speak a word of English, mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's this cute old man who has my face, has my dad's face, and I can't talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. And I'm just like, I can speak English, 
I can speak Afrikaans. Mm-hmm. I can't even speak my own language. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, what? what? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was another that was another turning point. I was like, I can't even communicate with my granddad. All I can do is sit on his lap and smile at him. Yeah. He smiles at me with his no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is like that was just another thing. I was like, oh my god, okay. Yeah. So that was that was like another moment number two. Mm-hmm. And then also obviously in history class we learn about um apartheid and Nelson Mandela and mm-hmm. all the things that happened. And that was another thing when you realize when you're in that class and they're talking about it, like eyes are on you. Especially like most of the teachers were white. I think I had like I think I've had like one black teacher in my life. And I grew up in South Africa. Like How sad is that? Right? Like all the um like the black instructors or other like after school kinda te- like yeah. things that people that looked after you or like yeah. assistants, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So I never had like a black teacher. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Wow. Yeah. And the black teacher, the first black teacher I had, he was the physics teacher in university. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, this is interesting. Um, so the teacher, you can tell the teacher's like kind of looking at you yeah. while she's telling you, yeah. while this white teacher's telling you about a birthday, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like the weirdest thing because like after class, like all the other black kids, like they know, like, like they feel like they're being like watched or like sympathized or stuff like that. And then when you, go to the museum, the project museum, and you see like the videos and the the shop bill massacre where they you oh know, shot, the, oh. shot all the kids. Yeah. And you're just like, if I was alive during this time and mm. I was going to school, the chances of me also have being there shot in the back because I don't want to speak Afrikaans. I don't want to learn math in Afrikaans. I don't want to learn science in Afrikaans. Mm. I'm being killed for it. Mm. For for a language I didn't ask for, for a system I didn't ask for. Wow. And you're like, wow. I like there's definitely a difference between me as a black South African and a white South African. Yeah. There's a difference. Because yeah. even like the Indian South Africans, like they also like went through like discrimination and stuff and the separation. But like it was slightly better for them just because of like features and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the end we were all like it was not it was not a good time. So mm. I was like, that was another point in my life when I was like, I am black as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very black. And I don't know how I feel about it. I almost felt like, like it was like unfair that, well, yeah, I almost felt like it was unfair that that happened, but I also felt left out, right? Mm. Because I'm not like native South African. Mm-hmm. So I already had like, that kind of like identity crisis already. Yeah. So now not only did I, feel like I couldn't totally relate to the, the black South African struggle. I felt like I couldn't totally relate to just being like South African in general. Mm-hmm. So, now, so now I'm black and I'm not South African. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, what am I? Right, right. I'm just, I'm just like an immigrant. So, yeah. so basically, I mean, even though I was born there, that's mm-hmm. like the same thing with like the, like the, like, for example, the Mexican or South American people that are born in America. Yeah. And yeah. they're being they're being shooed out. Yeah. Yeah. Being in South Africa. Xenophobia. <clears throat> yeah. People, people are being killed by South Africans. So I'm just like, this country that loves me so much doesn't love me back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is very, very weird. So I think, the, but I think all of those things, because I had all these like epiphanies, yeah. like while I was there and obviously like, I, yeah, I still had 
Um, I still had like my my friends. I had friends from South African. I had friends from Zimbabwe. I had friends from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I had friends from Angola. I had friends from Namibia. Mm-hmm. So it's like all those things it was happening together and even though like i'm still like friends with all of them like now yeah, yeah like we have a group chat <laughs> <laughs> yes shout out to it's WhatsApp. alive and well <laughs> honestly whatsapp <laughs> stays friendship it stays families so um, so yeah bless up to whatsapp um yeah so i don't feel i don't feel like disconnected anymore i yeah. feel like more like solidarity like i couldn't have gone through those things without like my family like my people and my yeah. friends yeah so at that point in time, so as I was like growing up after all those weird moments, yeah, I was like, you know, what? I'm black and I'm proud. Mm. I'm so black, and I'm so proud, mm. and it's fine. So like when there's when there's um things happening like back home, like I am like I'm I'm very very pro South Africa. Yeah. So even when people talk about South Africa, it's like oh there's violence, there's killing, there's something. There's violence, there's killing, there's things everywhere okay Mm -hmm. like you are not there you're not living with the people who have suffered so much and still have this like vibrant like light in their eyes Mm -hmm. like these people could be like so much worse off than they are Mm -hmm. but like they're like still dancing in the streets they're still like you know trying to make it day by day they're still like you can't you can't put a time limit on how fast they're supposed to heal stuff like that because all the all the repercussions of apartheid are still they're still alive oh yeah you know yeah so yeah. it's like all around them all the time yeah and yeah it's hard yeah. so don't judge my country yeah uh you can piss off <laughs> yeah no 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 absolutely the, yeah. the roots of colonialism, colonialism are still deeply planted in every single african mm. country and mm. they're, they're just dragging everybody down but you, when you when you talk about your three turning points, uh, when you especially the mm. one at age six, I, mm. I I find it beautiful that you kind of re- reminded everyone that when you're a child, you're so innocent that your concept of things like color and race it's not there. Yeah. You just love, you know, like you you didn't like you obviously you were missing mm. a piece of information, but mm. you were just so innocent at that yeah. point, right? Like you were just like, oh, I'm just gonna draw what it's I like, can. Yeah, grandma, grandpa. This is yeah. what grandma, grandpa looks like. That's what I see. <clears throat> this is what I grandma, grandpa supposed to see. Mm. Like. Oh my god. It's like a template. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But the template is white. So. Hmm. Hmm. My god. Like, that's a, like, oh my god. Like, your journey, just like having to figure that out and then yeah, having those weird. big epiphanies. That That's, that's, that, that's a lot to be able to handle for you to come to a like, place where you're like, you know what, fuck it. I'm amazing. I'm beautiful. I'm black. Um, did you have to, like, a question that I was going to ask you that I wanted mm. to, like, touch upon too as well on that journey of your self-love from the heritage perspective mm-hmm. was there um, a portion of it where you also had to come into your own as a woman like you know like is that something that was oh, yeah. like what was that like because those are two separate different things right yeah. your heritage your race your color and then mm-hmm. your womanhood yeah yeah so yeah. i was like i was like like they were they're like together but also part at the same time because yeah. now i'm like okay i'm black yeah but I went to an all-girls school yeah, yeah, first, yeah. like an all-girl, all-Anglican girls' school mm. with the dresses and the socks <laughs> and the places, yeah, all yeah. So the I just, I knew one boy. Yeah. I knew one. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like my classmate's twin brother. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. So every time he would come fetch his sister um, 
from school mm-hmm. we would see him and he was probably like the only guy we ever like really saw mm-hmm. because i mean most of our brothers did go to like the brother school of our school yeah so we would usually like go there but like the the her brother would always come and we're like oh my gosh he's so cute you know <laughs> like this is this is this is what our husbands are supposed to look like. This is, this is so I was like, I was like, yeah, super. I was like, I have a crush on him. I'm in love with him. Yeah. That's it. And then I remember this one day, I think I gave him a chocolate. Yeah. And I think I confessed my love. <laughs> I was like 11 or 10, maybe. And he was like, he was like, no. <laughs> so that was like my first like rejection, rejection. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so I can't just like somebody and they just like me. Yeah, that's like, that's, like, that's what? not how it works. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I thought to myself, well, then obviously like around then it was like you know puberty is happening, skin is happening. Like I like kind of started like puberty really early. Yeah. So I felt like really, really just like nasty, <clears throat> like yeah. in front of all the other girls. So I was just like, oh no, I'm like ugly. I think that's like where like most of my like, um, like. Like self image issues, okay. like self confidence that like, comes from, because like I had like the skin problems before everyone else, and the other girls were like, "Ask me, like, oh, tell what's wrong with your face? You have a rash?" Mm. And I didn't know what it was. I was like, "I don't know, I don't know what I have." Yeah. You know, so I was just like, "I'm just, I'm just ugly now. That's just it." Mm. So yeah, so it's funny to see like how from that point on up until like maybe like grade eleven, you can barely see pictures of me mm. at places where i was there yeah. so i would usually like take pictures of other people instead of myself right and so i was like i was like i'm just not a pretty girl like that's mm. just not it so i was like okay so that i was like that must be why he doesn't like me because i'm not pretty so right that's it so i was like okay that's fine then we then my mom um my parents made us change schools my mom and dad were like no it's not it this place is racist and white and yeah we're leaving so we changed school, so co-ed school. Mm. So now I'm like, okay, there's a ton of guys around mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Now I feel even uglier because now they all know. You know it's not just one boy that thinks I'm ugly, it's all of them. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. So then I would, so um, our uniform at the co-ed school, it was called a multi-form. Yeah. So you could wear, um, you could wear the school jeans, the school skirt, the school tracksuit pants, the, like, they had anyone could wear anything right? yeah, yeah but it was kind of like status quo like the guys would usually wear like the long jeans yeah the girls would usually wear like the plaid skirts and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so but i just liked wearing pants mm-hmm. so i was like going on wearing my pants and my short sleeve tops the other girls were going on in their skirts and they're like sleeveless shirts that look like you can tell like what looks feminine and what doesn't yeah so i would like look at myself and compare to the other girls and i was just like okay now i look like a boy mm-hmm. so now not only am i ugly i'm a boy <laughs> you were telling yourself these things in your yeah life. exactly so i was like okay and it didn't help that i was like i'm like an athletic person mm-hmm. so like i was always like like super athletic so like the girls in my old school would just like call me a man stuff like that and then the and then the kids now in my new school would like call me like Castas Menya, right so like obviously it's like Kassos is obviously a wonderful, empowering human being mm-hmm. who has so much talent and finesse mm-hmm. and just, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. But like, I knew what they meant when they called me Kassos It was mm-hmm. negative. It was a negative thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's not my fault that I run faster than all the guys. It's not my fault. Like, they just got to run faster. That's not my, it's not my, it's not my fault. Yeah. But in the end, so I would start doing things like, I would start running slower. I would, like, oh I God. would wear the skirts. I would wear the, the sleeveless uh, shirts, even though it kind of, like, cut my armpits. It was, it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I would start, like. Wearing nail polish, I like started like obsessively trying to get nail polish. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I need to be more feminine. I need to be more like a girl. Mm. I'd wear like instead of wearing like the sandals, like the comfy sandals, like the oh they were so comfy. I would wear like the pumps that were just like so uncomfortable because that's what the girls were wearing. Mm-hmm. So it was at that point where I started seeing the difference between like being like one of the girls or being like being considered like a boy. I knew I didn't want to be a boy mm-hmm. because you know if you then the girls would also start calling you a lesbian. Right. So then you're like... That's an, an added layer of... of, of, of yeah. That. So now it's like, I'm an ugly man looking lesbian. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Wow. So that happened too. <laughs> so um, I was like, okay. So then I was, I was kind of fine for a while. Yeah. Until I like, obviously started liking a boy. Yeah. Obviously most of the boys were white. So I liked a white boy. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was, I mean, it was okay because, you know, he liked like, he liked like another girl and we were still like friends and stuff like that. Everything was fine until, so like, I didn't like mind because like everyone was like friends. I didn't really care. It was just like, because all the girls in the school obviously had crushes on multiple guys, yeah, right? Yeah. And all many girls had a crush on the same guy. It was just like a spoken like, hey, he's cute. You know, we like him kind of yeah, like, yeah. I wasn't trying to like date anyone. Yeah. yeah. So then it was up until high school when it was really bad where I was friends with this boy and we were like friends for a long time and then it was kind of like a weird back and forth and then there was a time when like we kind of like we got like we like kissed in like a parking lot it was yeah. like for like it was for like a second yeah, yeah, yeah and then it was okay after that but then i liked him but he didn't want to and he would say that he liked me but he didn't want to tell the people so i was like okay he told you that like like no, he didn't tell me. Oh. Just that whenever I would like try to like be, I don't want to say intimate because that sounds weird for like 14, 15. <laughs> but like, yeah, just like, oh, like hold his hand, like yeah. what we do like in private. So then he was like, one time he was like, um, the time he was like, I can't, he's like, I can't, that's so awkward. He's like, I can't date you because you're black. Wow. So I was like, okay. And he's like, but it's okay. Like you're not like you're not like black black. You're like a nice shade of black, Ooh. but like I can't. And he's like, he's like, yeah, the guys are making fun of me. I'm like, why are the guys making fun of you because I'm black? It's like, mm. Mm. um, yeah. So that was awkward. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So then in that space, I was like, okay. Now I've tried my best to be super feminine. Mm-hmm. But now I can't get past like a barrier because of the color of my skin. Yeah. So I was like, so it was like combined. Like it's hard to be, like you can be as feminine as you want. You can like be as, you know, as cute or whatever, like as, as the other girls. Mm-hmm. But then if you're not like a certain way of pretty, then the guys just won't like you. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a boyfriend until I was like at the end of grade 12 and he was black. Mm-hmm. So it was like, so that was awkward. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's like, I didn't know what I was supposed to do 
about it, you know, I was like, okay, how do I be a woman that's like desired mm. without changing my skin color? Mm. So then obviously I started like kind of behaving like really, really weird. Like just trying to like please everyone, like the way they, I felt like people wanted me to be. Yeah. So I would be completely different with like so many different people. Like I didn't even know what my, I couldn't even describe to you what my personality was like mm-hmm. in school because mm-hmm. I was so many different people with mm-hmm. so many different people. Mm-hmm. And my friends actually called me out on it one time. They're like, why are you hanging out? With, like, why are you hanging out with these people? Mm-hmm. Since when are you friends with these people? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, we're friends. You know, like they like this and this and this. And like, since when do you even like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> since when do you, <laughs> what? Yeah. I literally started liking a soccer team because there's a white boy that I liked that liked this particular soccer team. And mm-hmm. it's really bad because I still like the soccer team. Yeah. But I started liking it and watching soccer and playing soccer because he liked soccer. Mm. And I played soccer throughout high school. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with me? Obviously, like, I enjoyed, like, the sport and stuff like that. But I, I only gravitated towards it because of another person. So many things that I did, I did because... Other people drove me to it. I was like, this person will like me more if I do this. This person will like me more if I do this. And so many parts of my personality were driven by other people. Mm. So I didn't. So I didn't even know. Do I like this because I like this, or do I like this because I feel like I fit in better because I like this mm-hmm. and I'm doing this. So I was like, I don't even know what I like. Like, mm. what what do I like? Who am I? So that was worse than obviously moving to Canada. It's like. <laughs> With that package. What do I do? Yeah. So obviously, like after high school, I didn't go to university right away. I took like a gap year. Yeah. So that was a very. I I was naughty. Hey, I was very naughty <laughs> that year. I was very naughty. Oh my god. <laughs> I was. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? No, like, how is this doing so many things? Because now, it's like, this is past high school now. You're 18. Yeah. The world is your oyster. Yo, the way I drank, the way I smoked weed, the way I... Yo. The guys. <laughs> We've all been there. And I was, it was funny because I had my, my boyfriend at the end. I started dating him at the end of grade 12. Yeah. And then he went to the same school as me. Yeah. Uh, like post-secondary school as me because mm-hmm. we were doing Cambridge yeah and also the workload was less so you know I was screwing around a little bit more mm-hmm. so but obviously like he cheated on me with like a girl in the school and like he lied and stuff like that but I moved on I bounced back really quickly but obviously yeah. like I was hurt but like it was my way to like act out like so I would like <sighs> sound like a bad person I yeah. didn't like myself for doing this but I did like I would like make out with another <laughs> guy like in front of him kind of vibe and like flirt with other guys in front of him because I was like I was like you cheated on me so why should I get <laughs> well, obviously I didn't want to do the things I just wanted to show him that I'm still okay yeah even though you cheated on me right and like we broke up so I didn't want to show like I was weak because of like a dude because I was so tired of of like doing things for other people yeah so this was like my year of like not giving any 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 fucks at all <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm gonna do me. So I was almost like I was unraveling like that nice, sweet kind of kind of vibe about me. I was just like, I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. I can also be a savage. I'm gonna be a savage. Yeah. I don't care. 
no, I'm gonna I'm gonna put all my feelings first. I don't care who I hurt. Obviously, that's kind of productive. You should care about other people. Yeah, yeah. and other people's feelings. Yeah, that paradise. You know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I can't be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be. I can't be a doormat. I can't yeah. be people's doormats because I was people's doormats for so 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 long. Yeah. So long because I'm trying to please people all the time. Yeah. So now I'm at a point where I don't know how to please myself. Mm. Not like in a sexual way, but like I don't know how to make myself feel good about myself because mm-hmm. I wasn't even trying to be myself the whole time. So yeah. I have no idea yeah. what I like doing. So I was, again, I found myself just trying everything. Yeah. Not like everything. Yeah. Everything. But like, <laughs> but like you know, it's still everything. Like within reason. Because <laughs> yeah. I have African parents. I can't yeah, just yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. be wilding. The, but like... <laughs> Compared to how I was before, I was wild. They yell at you in your head everywhere you go. African yeah. parents are always in your head. Honestly, they're like, my mom's watching me. She's watching me. So, so yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. <clears throat> so now I'm like trying to deal with like things like alcohol, drugs, sex. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, okay, okay. All these things. Yeah. Whatever. Needs to be done in moderation. Because I was trying to like figure out like stuff like the kind of drinks that I like. I love mm-hmm. rum. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, is key. Yeah, just like just like how to handle. Because I don't want to. I don't like being a person who doesn't know. I don't like being in a state where I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, I was like very conscious of the levels I would go to. Because I I was like, I I didn't like being like that. Because I've seen like you know the drunken girl at the party, and yeah. I didn't want to be the drunken girl at the party. So I did that one time for my first time, but I was in like a safe space with like my friends and everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, so that was totally fine. I realized, I was like, okay, I can't drink this much. But just before that, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So that's like the level I tried to keep it at kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So the problem was when I then moved to, um, like, Canada, the drinking culture here is much worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's much it worse. Is. So I was like, so back home, I would have a casual... Um, Smirnoff Spin, I would have a casual rum and coke, I had, you know, like, super casual, but then, like, here, when people are going out Thursday to Saturday, going out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm just like, what is happening? (laughs) And it's almost like, if you're not going out of everyone, then you're by yourself, so then you're like, so what do I do to make friends if I don't spend time with them, Yeah. and play all these drinking games, and and smoke all this weed... (laughs) I smoked so much weed in first year. (laughs) (sighs) Me too. (laughs) Me too, girl. Me too. I was sedated for a good chunk of time when I started college. So I was like, like, I was like smoking weed. I was like, I had like my first bong. We're always always hot boxing. In the, in the parking lot. Wake and bake. And I'm just like, I'm like, I can't. Like, I would wake up with this taste in my mouth. Like, ah. I know. Like, it's and, and so even gross. if you brush, you can't. No, you still, can't. Oh, so I'm like, oh, this is really it. But like, I did it obviously for like, for like two years, first year, second year. And then, yeah. And there was a point in, in, towards the end of first year when my roommate had to move out. Yeah. And then, so then I'm like by myself, by myself now. Yeah. So then I was like, okay. So then I started hanging out with these people who I thought were my friends, but they weren't. And you know how they say that South Africa is a violent place? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I feel like Canada's way more violent in mm-hmm. terms of, in terms of you don't even, like there's no premise 
for what's happening. I mean, like back home, you could talk about you can talk about like the trauma. You can talk about <laughs> the the environment, the situation, yeah. what would make people desperate and violent. But here, it's like I was just chilling, trying to help a friend, and things happened, and then suddenly I'm got punched in the face outside. Actually, outside, yeah. Oh my god. Outside, yeah. yeah. I was like, I've never been punched in the face before. Yeah, yeah. I moved to this wonderful first world country. Yeah. And I get punched in the face within the first seven months. Well, yeah. how, how does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are they not showing this in the news? Like, like, you know. Excuse me. Yeah. And then clubs are getting shot up. And I'm like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. So I, I, was like, I was like, wow, this is what it's like to get punched. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm not friends with those people anymore. Because um, they actually blamed me for not being like there for them it was a very strange situation but i was like again blindsided with the confrontation where what happened was this dude punched my friend first yeah it was kind of like a drunken punch so he didn't like land he didn't really like land a lot but it was kind of like a skin of like her face yeah obviously that's not okay so there were there was another person in the room and the guy that hit her run away ran away so i was like okay the, my friend that just got hit, I said, stay, stay here, you know, with this other person. I'm going to go after this person because he needs to firstly apologize. Yeah. And also, if this gets out, they're going to ask you know, where he is. And also, like, he was like, he was like our friend as well. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay. So I was like, worried about him. Like, what is he going to go out and do kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's just get him back. So, like, not in the same space as her, but like in a separate space. So he can, like, explain to our CA everything all of that mm-hmm. so he runs away i'm going after him i'm like dude you can't do that you have to come back mm-hmm. um you know there was not cool it's not all right and then um i said you need to go back we need to talk about it because the ca is looking for you stuff like that mm-hmm. and then yeah he turns around punches me in the face mm-hmm. and i was like okay and then like the campus police came and it was like a whole thing and obviously in the end we ended up talking to the police for a long time because obviously people complained yeah. to campus security, which is what I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. So in the end, I ended up staying with this dude and campus security for almost two hours, mm-hmm. right? So then when I finally got to go back to my room because that's where all this happened, my friend is gone. Everyone is gone. Mm-hmm. So I tried to go to her room. I tried texting her, calling her. Um, like the next couple of days, I tried texting, calling, going to her room. She's never there. Um, mm-hmm. I left notes on her door. I left so many sticky notes on her door. Mm-hmm. And then... After that, she just stopped talking to me. Wow. And my other friend did as well. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell? I literally got punched in the face for you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then in the end, they were like, no, you stayed over with him after I got hit in the face. I was like, I was, I was talking to security for mm-hmm. almost two hours. I did not stay over with anyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that, and I was just like, you're not even trying to listen to what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you that I did not stay over at the guy that hit you in the face. Yeah. I did not stay over at his place. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. But they were like, no, it's sketchy. I'm like, why is it sketchy? Like, why? Like, is it me? And obviously, like, in your in your brain, things are going like, it's like, it's like is it because I'm black? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. Because yeah. obviously, the, the other two girls were white. So I was like, <clears throat> I was like, okay. I was like, I feel, and I felt like they wouldn't have done that to each other, but mm-hmm. it's easy to do it to me. Yeah. So then I was like, I was like, you know, just get out, just get out, just get out of my room. I don't care. Leave. Peace out. So then we just like, then we went friends anymore. And it was funny because one of them lived in Fort Mac, and then there was like a fire in mm-hmm. Fort Mac, 
And I was so afraid that her house burned down or that she died. And mm. I still called her to yeah. check if she was fine. But I feel like neither of them would have done that for me if my no. house was on fire. No. So mm-hmm. in the end, I'm like, I'm still like this pushover. And I just, I can't. But I just feel things like way too deeply. I'm so concerned about other people's feelings. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. And so sometimes I don't even know if it's like my my tendency to always care about what other people think or if I'm just an empathetic person. Mm-hmm. And then I just started questioning I just start questioning my my morals. I'm like or like my I don't know, my self worth, my pride. Do I yeah. have, do I have any pride? Yeah. Yeah. Am <laughs> yeah. I this shameless? This is that I care about someone that, that like that abandoned me after I like try to fight for them and then I'm still calling them to make sure they're okay. Oh my god, like, within the seven, first seven months too, that's crazy. I was just like, no. So Tola, you have you've 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 just reviewed the fact that your uh, articulation foreman would started with the concept of desirability, like how desirable mm. am I to men? That's how mm. you started defining your womanhood as you were trying to do all these things to please people. Did you find um, that you got some smack from uh, black men as well? Because I know that I, I, oh, I have yeah. a lot of sisters, and in my country there was this thing where the lighter skinned black women were considered the mm-hmm. I don't know what's the phrase that I can use here, the 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 the, 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 the best of the bunch or whatever you No, they're use, like they're right? just the better Yeah thing. They're just the better white girl. So yeah. yeah, so like I said that what the the obviously the white guy was like, Yeah, he's just the better shade of yeah. black. Yeah. So obviously the black guy would call me a yellow bone, obviously. Mm. So obviously this you know the dark skin girls on the yellow bones were yeah. like the light skin like me. Yeah. And then but obviously, it doesn't even matter because then the black guys still like the white girls. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're like you could almost be at like their level, but then you're just not in. You're just not white enough, but yeah. you're just not black enough for them to be able to call you pretty. Mm. So you're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, but obviously, like in my head, I felt like I was you know ugly to begin with. So mm. like my me being yellow bone doesn't even matter. So. It was like a weird, it was like a weird kind of limbo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I didn't even know if I was attractive because I was light skinned Mm -hmm. or if I was attractive because I was like, I mean, or if I was unattractive because I wasn't white. Yeah. And it wasn't just the white boys. It was the Indian boys, the black boys, like all the boys. And just like, okay. Like, you can, like, tell, like, the ratio of how many black girls were dating guys compared to the white girls dating guys compared to the Indian girls dating guys. Mm. Um, and you're like, it's, it was mostly the black girls that were single, like, throughout, like, high school. Yeah. Or they were dating other black guys from, like, other schools. Mm. Because all the guys at our school liked all the white girls or the Indian girls. So you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was, like, a weird... It's like, a weird kind of... Like, you don't know... How attractive because like no one's like approaching you so you're like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing to mm-hmm. be more attractive mm-hmm. and there's just like un unspoken barriers to your <laughs> to your sense of attractiveness <laughs> you don't know what you're supposed to do what was pretty though <laughs> like how what was pretty to you at that time what did you consider pretty did you have a specific standard like yourself because you were myself. obviously hating yourself because of the things you're hearing yeah. but what was pretty what did that mean Pretty meant that you were skinny. Yeah. I mean, I used to be skinny when I was like 13. And then, you know, life happened. I yeah. just gained a lot of weight. I started like losing it around 16. Yeah. Other than that, like, I was like not, I was not a skinny girl. Yeah. And then, yeah, so you're skinny. You've got 
clear skin. Mm-hmm. You got um, flowy hair. Mm-hmm. So I used to, I used to like relax my hair as well, but it was like really damaging my hair. Like it was really really bad. And then I stopped doing that, and I would just always do um, um, twists like the braids. So mm-hmm. it would kind of give the illusion of like flowy hair. Mm-hmm. And then, but then uh, there was a point where I kind of did my braids a little bit too thick, and they started calling me uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I started calling my head dreads. Sarafina. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not even locks, but dreads. And I was just like, <sighs> anyway. So that was a fun time when I was called Whoopi Goldberg. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Obviously, Whoopi Goldberg is amazing. Yeah, she's talented actress. Yeah, yeah. Talented woman. Wonderful Legendary. person. Yeah. But I knew what they were trying to say when mm-hmm. they called me Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. It was negative. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I was like, okay, that's great. I just can't win here. Mm-hmm. And then also, also, you're attractive if you had if you had nice toes. Mm. If you had mm-hmm. nice toes, I, it's such a weird thing, but mm-hmm. it was not. If you had ugly toes and the guys found out, mm-hmm. oh my god, mm-hmm. they would eat you alive. Mm-hmm. Like they would like steal your shoes. You know, just to like make you expose your toes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they would wait for no shoes day because that was like a that's kind of like a like a like a charity thing that we did back home. So you wouldn't wear shoes; you would donate them. So the whole day at school, you'd walk around barefoot. Yeah. So obviously, the day before that day, you're making sure your toes look fire. Yeah. Because the guys will find out if you if you like maybe like you just didn't cut your toenails for a while. Yeah. Like a little bit long, or whatever. Like you have chip nail polish. They mm-hmm. they will. They will make sure you remember that you have ugly toes. Mm-hmm. So like, it was like, it, there were so many tiny, tiny things. And like you're so worried about that you that you that you're like killing yourself trying to be perfect all the time. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. some of us can't be perfect all the time because we're not white. Yeah. And we're not skinny. Yeah. We don't have perfect skin. So it's like hair. nothing you yeah. can do. And yeah. even like the girls who like would like wear makeup because like I hated wearing makeup. Like I would never, like oh my god, like, I. It was not it. Obviously, the girls were like wearing foundation already at that point, and you could like obviously like, you could tell, but you obviously don't say anything because you know it is what it is. But obviously, they are also trying to be as pretty as pretty as they can, so the guys would like them. Mm-hmm. So it was ah, high school so, was a hard time. <laughs> yeah, pretty is a construct that was created by somebody else yeah, that you're trying to physical. assimilate to. Yeah, so yeah. the trappingness was very physical. It had, had nothing to do with who you are as a person. Because you could have been, like, the meanest girl at school. But if you were, like, pretty, if you were, like, hot, mm-hmm. guys would like you straight up. Like, they don't care if you were, like, mean. They could even, like, talk about you. And, like, because I would hang out with the guys sometimes. So then they would talk about the girls who were, like, mean or they thought they were, like, bitchy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they were, like, nah, she's hot. That's it. And you're, like, hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about today. Mm. Tola, as you sit here right now. Do you still consider yourself to be ugly? Do you tell yourself that sometimes? Why is it this deep question? Um, I think, I don't know. I don't want to say, oh, my boyfriend would be so mad at me if I said this. <laughs> I'm okay, mm-hmm. you know? I think I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, babe. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't, eh. I think I have beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Obviously, there's some days where, like, I'll, like, wake up and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm just like, ah, girl, ah, it's not it, hey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not looking nice today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, mm-hmm. no. And then there'll be some days where I'm just, like, like I'm feeling myself, like, super, super hard. I'm like, yes, I have a playlist. 
Um, I have a playlist called Feeling Myself. Yes. So, yeah, like, it's got tons of... It's got tons of Lizzo, for yeah. sure. It's got tons of Beyonce. Yeah, of course, you know? yes. So, like... Yeah, so, like, I'll, like, be, like, you know, I'm super hot, I'm super fly, I'm super pretty, but obviously, like, I don't always have those days. Yeah. So then, yeah, so then... Yeah, and then sometimes I'll, like, see a picture of myself, and I'll be, like... That's not good, that's not good. And then other times I'll like see a, another picture of myself and then I'll be like, oh my god, yes, mm-hmm. I do look like this sometimes. So mm-hmm. I am pretty. Mm-hmm. So I'm fat. But I think like for me more now, more than like seeing myself, because I don't like looking at myself. Mm-hmm. Like, not like in a self degrading way, but I just don't, I don't really care much for how I'm perceived in terms of like how I'm. How I'm looking that day, yeah. really, like like my sister, she's like the she's like the one where she's like you know like she's on point, like she's got like great like fashion sense and stuff like that. Like even when we're going to the mall, she's like ready, like she's ready to go to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll probably wear these same sweatpants that I'm wearing today because yeah. I prefer being like comfortable mm-hmm. um, over like trying to like look good. Mm-hmm. So I don't like wearing jeans. I probably wear sweats or leggings. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like. I don't like feeling like I'm in like I'm trying to put on a different type of skin mm-hmm. kind of thing so I like feeling light you mm. know and when and when I'm trying to like dress up or like look good or even put an eyeliner like that's I think like that, that's like the that's like the the max the max of my makeup yeah eyebrows which became a thing I never used to do <laughs> eyebrows yeah ever yeah. Until suddenly now you need to have on fleek yeah. eyebrows. I was like, what <laughs> oh is on gosh, fleek? You just brought on fleek back. Yes. <laughs> I, was like, yes. I was like, what is on fleek? And why does everyone know about this bizarre? <laughs> because like I have like because I have like pretty I have like thick-ish eyebrows, so I didn't even like think it was a thing, but then it turns out they were unkempt. Yeah. And I was like, I'm supposed to be brushing these girls? Like yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. So yeah, so now I do my eyebrows and I put on eyeliner sometimes, but then that's about it. Yeah. Um also because like I don't like putting stuff on my face because like it like irritates it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just like I'm like, wow, but if you can't imagine, my skin is better now than it was in high school, which is confusing. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be that way, but I guess it is. So I don't mind going outside and like exposing myself yeah. as much as I used to. Because I went through a phase, I think I was like 14 <laughs> to about 16-ish, yeah. where I didn't look at myself in the mirror Yeah. for like two years. Yeah. Like I would avoid it. Like I would always be looking neck down Yeah. to see my clothes because I already knew like I wouldn't like what I see in the morning. Mm. So I just, I just did it. I just didn't bother. Yeah. So I didn't know what I really looked like for like two years, really. And then I wouldn't take photos with people. Mm-mm-mm. There's like there's like a time where my friends would send pictures in our group chat from home. Yeah. And they would be like, Tola, where were you that day? Like, I was there. Yeah. I was yeah. just, I just did not. I remember this exact moment. I remember when we took this exact picture. Yeah. I just did not get in the picture because I didn't want to see this like later. So I was like, huh? So, so those days that you're talking about when you don't mm. feel yourself, we woke up, you're like, ah, you know, I, I look bad today. Mm. What are you, bad in terms of what? What standard are you comparing yourself to when you're calling yourself bad? Are they, st- are they your own standards of beauty? Or are you still living those past um, definitions that you had to fight? Like the, the, the constructs of pretty that you were, were fighting in high school with the boys and stuff. What's bad? Like, how do you do, like, what are you comparing yourself to when you say, oh, I look bad today? I think it's like a mix of things because okay. now obviously the standard of beauty now is is different yes yeah. but in some ways it's the same so now 
I would compare myself to the way I was before because I'm okay. like I'm like what I'm 24. Okay. I do not have the same body as when I was 21. Like, okay. I do not look the same. Like, okay. I wish I did. <laughs> That's not the case. I have way more stress now, so that like definitely like shows in like my body. Yeah. And I was also like in a relationship that wasn't like the healthiest. Like yeah. we both like gained weight like together. Yeah. And that was not good either. Yeah. Obviously, he looks great now. But obviously, it takes me <laughs> five times longer to yeah. get back to my pre-relationship body. Yeah. Yeah. So. um yeah, so, but now, it's, like, now you gotta be, the, the, when I think of, like, the pretty girls, it's, like, it's, like, the, it's the ones who have, like, a snatched waist, like, the mm. waist is tiny, yeah. the hips are big, the, like, the they, Nicki Minaj like, thing, like, they're, like, they're, like, they're sculptured, they're yeah. sculptured, I'm just, like, I don't have that, like, they got, like, their wigs on fleek, they got their wigs yeah. on fleek, like their their faces beat all the time. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, I do not have the time, <laughs> the energy to make myself look like this all the time. But obviously like it's, it's social media, right? So people will obviously try and look like that more for social media. Probably don't even Appearance. go around looking like yeah. that all the time. But like whenever I'm going with my friends, whenever we go to like to the club, even if we're going to like a house party, it almost feels like everyone's put on a face mm-hmm. and I don't like putting on the face so I obviously always feel like the person left out like I don't like wearing lipstick for mm-hmm. mm-hmm. some reason everyone's wearing lipstick I'm like why is everyone wearing lipstick yeah, Vaseline but, but I think it's a good thing that you you've held on to the fact that you don't like to do it so you don't do it you don't yeah, want to I don't do it. and you don't have to you yeah. know what I mean but you still feel yeah. left out yes. because everyone else is wearing yeah. cute clothes cute yeah. face cute hair let's yeah. go and I'm when I go out I'm I'm the one wearing sneakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm not trying to go out in heels. Because <laughs> that's not who I am. So I still feel like kind of like weird in that sense because I don't know. Like, I don't know what I sh- could even do more to myself that I was, that I would be comfortable with for me to reach the current beauty standard. Because now, obviously, like, everyone's embracing girls with natural hair but yeah. a lot of it is the girls like the african-american girls with the long like maybe 4b 4b yeah. hair i don't like, know the 4b hair like, i got that 4, thick 4c you know? like and it's just so weird because now it's like i'm being embraced mm. as a black woman mm-hmm. everything's gucci but now there's levels within well there's always been levels but now it's not just light skin dark skin now it's like are you like that pretty black girl who's got the waist and the thighs and the boobs? <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah. And you're like, no, no, I'm not. And can like dance like really, really well or can sing really, really yeah, well. Yeah. I've got like those kind of like talents and you're just like. <laughs> but you're you're on the right track though. Like holding, like just saying no to things. Like I think it's like you're on the right track of like holding on to your own values of what beauty should be. And you just touched upon something really important here. Mm. The, the the change in the paradigm mm. with people like Lupita like mm. out there you know mm-hmm. really kind of like mm-hmm. def- redefining what beauty should be and, and stuff actress. like that it's because she's an amazing actress mm-hmm. if she wasn't an amazing actress not yeah. who she is yeah and she'd probably be still being discriminated against if she walked down the street yeah because like now she's like out there obviously like obviously she's beautiful she was beautiful before, before she was yeah. an actress yeah. she was beautiful before people yeah. knew who she was yeah but if because like that's like another thing if you're in, like a celebrity it's like it's, I don't know, like, it's almost easier for people to see how beautiful you are because you're Because you're, yeah. Because, yeah. like I said, if she was walking down the street, she would be treated as every other black woman in the street, yeah. you know, with the short hair and, you know, like, just 
she she just be that other black woman on the street. Mm. She but she's the Peter Nyong'o like yeah, she's the queen. Right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who she was. So, like like if I saw like if I saw her on the street, I'd be like, damn, yeah, she's so pretty. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but she wouldn't be like the the standard that is that is now. That is your Beyonces. That is your Yara Shahidis. That's your that's your um, Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> Zendaya is like. <laughs> she's like the staple black woman for everything. Mm-hmm. She's like <laughs> you new, ha- new Halle Berry. Girl, yeah, if you need diversity, yeah, throw a little Zendaya. Yeah, yeah, and you good. <laughs> just spice yeah. that with Zendaya <laughs> or, or Amandla. Yes, yes. yes. Throw them in there. And I love them. I love. Of we, we 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 all love them. By the way, exactly. like but you know, you but it's know just that's how it doing. is. Yeah, that is the kind of black yeah. woman that they want to see most. Yes. And oh, I Google, just, Google, yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm not it. If yeah. you Google braids, you don't see a black girl first, okay? Yeah. You see white wedding pictures and bridal hair. Yeah. Okay. You don't see. You have to say ethnic braids. Yeah. Before you see our braids, so that's until stuff like that changes. That is still the standard. So, and even if you find it, you'll see the same kind of looking black woman on the <laughs> on the Google with the hair and the bee face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> with the video, honey, look. <laughs> but you, hey, but you've claimed you, you. By the way, mm-hmm. you have you did a wonderful set at the Black History Month e- uh, event last Saturday. Oh, thank you, you were phenomenal. You were thank just you. you. You put yourself out there, and you were very vulnerable, thank which you. is such an important place to be when Thanks. you're an artist, right? <laughs> but you would you had this piece where you're talking about how no one can claim your black girl magic. Oh, which yeah. tells me that you found that after yeah. all the journey that you've had to go through with the 21 years that you lived in South Africa and then the chaos that you had to walk into when you hit that period of culture shock mm. in Canada, mm. somehow or some way, you've found that black girl mm. magic and you won't let go of it. Right. What has helped you do that aside from obviously visibility with mm. you know people in the media that are actually mm. helping like Lupita, but what, what helped you claim that back? Look, it's mine. Like... If mm. somebody's listening right now and they're trying hard and they've had the same like mm. a similar journey, like what have you done to what are you doing now to keep it? I think for <coughs> me it's a lot of like thinking about like my mom, mm. right? Because it's like my mom is like this strong, beautiful like woman, and it's like it's like I like I like if I was like if I was being put down, yeah, I'd be like sorry. If I was being put down, I'd be like, it's fine. Mm. But like when I think of someone like disrespecting my mom, yeah. I get like another kind of enraged, right? Ooh. So then it's like it's like why can I not give myself that kind of like kind of like love, right? Because Ooh. obviously like I come from my mom, right? Like that. like I am a piece of like my mom. Yes. So if my mom does not deserve to be disrespected, I do not deserve to be disrespected. I if I love that. my mom because it's strong black badass woman mm-hmm. i should also love myself because i'm a strong black badass woman like yes why, you are <laughs> oh my i like, love that I, I love that i love you know, that and i'm like you know i'm and obviously like i'm and i've like dated people that have like been like like they've been like comments about like my blackness and stuff like that but then like right like for, for example like right now i'm like dating a person who's just like so 
like they're so supportive and like they just see me so much oh, so it's like you, you know like i think like the other day even called me like an african poetry goddess or something yes, like that yeah shout out like, to like, shout uh, out to your boo like i know like listeners i happen to know who he like her boo, boo is shout out to him oh my god i was just like wow yes you know? yeah and like when like and i'll like read that over and over again and it's not even just like because he's saying it that i believe it mm-hmm. like i'll like read it and be like because it is me you know like that's how i feel obviously i'm still trying to like love myself more and like be like that like sometimes i do kind of compare myself to other black women yeah but like in the end it's like it's not even more like a jealousy it's more like i can also be at a level where i'm just like so in awe of like myself and just like the things that i've done that it's like it's like achievable so it's not like a negative Mm -hmm. jealousy it's more like oh yes like i can't wait to like be at that level Right. And then you because it's, like, it's achievable. And then you, you see other you see yeah. other women doing it, so you're like, yeah. And then yeah. you always bring it back to the fact that you look at yourself the way you like you perceive your mom. Like mm. that. Wow, I like that. Thank you. I like that. That's Girl, that's that's really good. Mom's dope. Like, she, <laughs> like she's fierce. Like when I think of like fierce, I don't think of Beyonce. Okay, I think of my mom. Yeah. She's fire. Yeah. She's absolutely fire. She's got like this like passion. Like I love it. Obviously, like she's my mom, and I've got like a good. I've got like a good you know, whack or two, mm. but, like, it's, like, I can, like, like, I love her, like, so much, I know, like, she, like, loves me, and, like, everything she's, like, done has been for, like, family, yeah, so, I really respect her, she's, like, gone through, like, a lot, so, when I think of, like, the things that I'm going through, mm. I just think of, not that they're, they're, like, little, small things compared to what she's going through, mm-hmm. but it's, like, she has taught me, like, that kind of strength, so I just need to use it, kind mm. of thing, so, so I'm just going to use the strength that my mother has instilled within me oh, yes. to get through the prejudice, the racism, the looks, the comments, mm. you know, mm. and just, you know, just be me. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate you for doing that. This entire project took 17 years to manifest. And I say 17 years because that was the length of the journey that I had to take to get to a place of self-love. So I'm super grateful that you chose to tune in. And I hope that this actually makes a difference in your life as well as the people that you share this with. If you want to get me on Instagram, my Instagram is Mandela's Disciple. Once again, that's at Mandela's Disciple. Facebook and Twitter is at Self Love Hive. Once again, for Facebook and Twitter, it's at Self Love Hive. Remember that your life is a hundred fucking percent yours. Own it. <laughs>